Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 296. Um, and today I'm joined by a Wretch32. How cool is that? I was, I, I was really ex- excited to speak to Wretch. He's someone I've been aware of and had a lot of mutual friends with for a long time and we'd never really sat down and chatted. And we got to sit down and chat and I think it went... R- really well I, I personally really enjoyed it um i think you're going to enjoy it too uh it was in line with his new album upon reflection which is out now and contains the singles mummy's boy um and 1010 and features appearances from gigs gets burner boy who else is on it avalano nux taylor riley uh loads of good people so check that out uh, as, as a lot of you, the regular listeners will know, or I mean, if this is, is your first time listening, I recommend going and checking out the chat with Kano, the chat with Kate Tempest, the chat with Mike Skinner, the chat with Roots Maneuver, uh, Goldie, all sorts of good people on over the years. Um, a lot of you will know I do shorter intros now and longer rambles in the outro, but I just want to tell you about something quickly in the intro, if that's okay. So yeah. Um, a film I'm in called Kill Ben Like is getting a cinema release in the UK. It's won a load of awards at film festivals this year. And because of that, it's getting a limited cinema release. And I'm so pleased and excited about it. It's the first time my name has ever been on a film poster. Um, it comes out on November 22nd. But there's an interesting thing. It's coming out via a thing called Our Screen. So if you go to OurScreen.com and search Kill Ben Like... L-Y-K is how you spell like in this instance. Um, and basically, it's got all these listed screenings, and they go ahead if they reach a minimum amount of ticket sales, and it's normally between 30 and 50. And there's a load in London, there's there's Birmingham, there's Glasgow, there's Belfast, there's Thurrock, Thurrock Lakeside. I worked in Lakeside for five years, so it's mad that this film has got an opportunity to be screened there. But as I said... It works on pre-order, so the they stopped taking orders on on November seventeenth, and I've always been one for just r- rocking up and buying a ticket on the night. But in this instance, the sooner you buy the tickets, the better, because then more people will see that it's it's likely going to happen. So anyway, I'd really appreciate that. And the reason I wanted to mention it now as well is I want to do a thing. There's a thing I've heard Theo Von who's a comedian and a podcaster, do with his comedy sh- shows, and I really l- like it. If you're listening to this and you're a single parent and you fancy one of these screenings, hit me up on Facebook or tw- or Twitter. On Facebook, you can DM me, um, and I'll sort out covering the cost of a babysitter for you. As I said, Th- Theo Vaughn does this for some of his comedy shows. I think it's a beautiful thing because single parents some of the most inspirational people I've met have been single parents. It's a real, it's a hell of a commitment, but but it also means you miss out on a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, obviously don't, um, exploit this. I'm, I'm using a trust system here, but, um, yeah, hit me up and, and, and we'll, we'll figure a way to sort that out. Cause I'd love all of you. I'd love everyone to come and see these films, but I want to give the opportunity to, to those there who might, want to but feel oh I can't really because the life I have means I don't have these options I want to throw that option open on this instance so yeah hit me up on that but as I said in general head to our screen 
O-U-R-S-C-R-E-E-N.com. Um, I'm going to be posting about it. There's tra- trailers on, on YouTube. Um, it's a, a murder mystery black comedy. Um, and we're doing, we're doing a bonus episode on Friday, this Friday, as said, with Erwan, the director, and the lead, uh, Eugene Simon from Game of Thrones and loads of other things. Um, anyway, that's enough rambling. On with the podcast. This is episode 296 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. In fact, I should should make sure that I... You know, I've given my own own thing a big plug there. Another plug, just quickly, upon reflection, is out now, and that's Wretch's album, and we're going to talk about it right now on episode 296 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of um, I'm joined today by Wretch Free Two. How you doing, man? Do you know what? I'm, I'm feeling good today, man. Good, good, good. Are yeah. you um, excited about the kind of the promo run that comes uh, ahead and around any album release? I think making the music is probably the most exciting part. Yeah. Um, but do you know what? I'm like, I'm someone who probably always has a lot to say, so I do enjoy, you know, getting to come out and share my my yearly thoughts because it's like you've you've been in a capsule and then you come out and then it's like your perspective on the world for the past year and then yeah yeah it's i mean it's interesting because because one of the things i want to kind of talk about is one of the things that's always stood out about you to me is that you you are an album guy mm-hmm. and that often isn't the way in 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 in, in rapping grime particularly the way grime is at the moment it's can often be so single based even if you go all the way back, it was more mixtape and kind of session based. But you've always yeah. been that guy who's like, no, I need to put together a body of work, a declaration as such. Is, is, is that a conscious thing that you've been yeah, you needed a, to do? It's, it's a conscious decision, man. I think songs are three minutes and 30 seconds Yeah, at, at maximum nowadays. And I think it's hard to tell everyone everything about you in that time. Yeah. You need at least an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? An hour's a good a good a good duration to kind of get a feel of where someone's mind's at, where they're trying to go and where they've come from. So I've always believed in the ethos of like put together a body of work and put it out. And then even if at the current time it's a singles market or if it's I don't know, a rave market, I I, I kinda always wanna put my best foot forward and a project is always my best foot forward. So that's how I step, man. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I like it. I like it. So let's kind of I want to talk about the new record, obviously, but we've got a decent block of times, so I want to talk about a lot. So let's kind of rewind all the way back. Was music always uh, what you wanted to do as a kid? Was that a path that you saw as a as as a natural one growing up in in, in Tottenham, right? Yeah, in Tottenham. Yeah, I, I wanted to be so much things. If I'm honest, I wanted yeah. to be a wrestler. Nice. Well, but that lasted six months. <laughs> yes. Um, fireman. You know, like just regular kid dreams, like yeah. uh, footballer, of course. Um, and then I think, I don't know, like my dad was a DJ, so he was always playing music. So that proper nice. had me intrigued. And then I started making music. But you know, like you're just making something as a hobby. And I think each time I got better, I kind of fell more in love with it. Yeah. And then I kind of thought, you know what, let me just take this a bit more serious and I, at that point it wasn't really it being a career seemed very far-fetched yeah 
at yeah. that moment in time. So you was ever you was only ever doing it for the love back then. Yeah. Only for the love. So I just loved it and I just got addicted and just kept going and kept going. And then it got to a point where it was like, okay, it's possible that this could actually be a career. Yeah. It's a mad one. So so who were your kind of inspirational f- figures at that point? You say your dad was a DJ. Was yeah. that a, a kind of a jumping off point of going, all right, well, this, this, this passion f- for music is something that I'm allowed to do as a grown up as well. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's, yeah. it's not just this childish <laughs> thing. This is a thing that can, can, can go on to my adult years. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a massive inspiration. My dad, man. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and I think like, I always say this as well. Like I remember one time he took me to a christening that he was DJing at. Yeah. And I think that was the moment just seeing him on the mic and mixing the music. And it just felt like there was a light beaming from him. Do you get yeah. what I mean? And yeah, it just yeah, felt yeah. like the most important person in the room and just, you know, having having everyone's mood in the palm of his hands. And yeah. there was just something about that that I kind of connected with, even though I was very young at the, at the time. And do you remember the moment of 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 s- seeing your dad in that new in in that new light? Yeah. Because I think there's often those things where, as you're a kid, kid, your dad's just he's the dad guy. He's the guy in the house. Whereas it's it's kind of like if you see a teacher outside of school, yeah, and they're like, oh man, that's. It's, that's not just the teacher. They, yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's a, a human. With, with they play his own football. Life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd imagine seeing him DJing and on the mic of that, you're going like, oh shit, there's yeah. something else as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, 100%. And, it, and it, just, it just almost added another string to his bow. Yeah. Uh, or string to his guitar and it just made it, played a chord. <laughs> it just yeah. literally played a chord to me, yeah. So, so, so uh, when did you start? A, a rapping I guess like when did you decide to go to, to go that route it's probably like 14 yeah 14 just stringing words together writing I, m- I remember like all of my earliest stuff were like was very conceptual like it was always an idea like okay it should be a story about this or it should be about that it was never just just loose raps and then I started just doing a bit of loose raps after that just writing on anything I could get my hands on and recording to it um, so yeah, about, about I was about fourteen. Is that variation important to you as an artist? Because I think that's again that's another thing that stands out about you over the years is that you will construct stories. You'll write, you know, you'll 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 have a message, mm-hmm. but then then you'll also jump on the mic. I think or or someone you you kind of came up with is another example in Getz yeah, who yeah. is his latest album in particular he's got some stories on there he's got some yeah, huge yeah. layered things but equally you put a mic in front of Getz in a, a sweaty club and <laughs> yeah. he's gonna just light it up so is is that variation key yeah I, I look at it like because often like people will be one or the other yeah, do you know what other. I mean you'll be the guy who's just f- f- spitting fire or the guy who's, who's rubbing his chin and going sit down and, and, listen. and listen to me I think for me, if you want to get 30 goals in a season, you've got to be able to score headers and volleys. I love it. That's perfect. That's exactly how I look at that. And it's like, you've got some guys who are just good in the air. That means, you know, you know how to defend against him. Yeah. You know what to expect. Whereas if he can do headers, he can do volleys, he can dribble as well. It's like, he's almost impossible to stop. And yeah. I think taking that to, to what I do musically, it just I just want to be able to... Because different people enjoy different things. Yeah. Like, I'll have people come up to me and be like, oh, the best thing you ever done was the fire in the booth. And yeah. to them, that's like, that's an A star. That's my finest moment. Then there's other people that's like, look, man, when you've done six words, man, that was, that's my wedding song. We played that. That was our first dance, et cetera. So it's like being able to have the contrast of both. 
it just it just extends your fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. But do you have to have extra resolve in that as well? Because you're equally you're going to have people who love one side of what you do, yeah, and yeah. don't love the other side of what yeah. you do. So you you, you 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 kind of have to have a lot of belief and faith in yourself that all sides have their have 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 validity i guess yeah the belief in yourself has to be the highest and the strongest at all times yeah because you have to understand that you're gonna put things out and you may be a musically you may be a year ahead yeah of what the air is ready to take in doesn't mean you've made a mistake it just means everyone's got to catch up and then yeah, sometimes yeah. what happens is you put out a record and it doesn't do so well. And then a year later, that's now the sound. And you've got to be able to deal with the fact that I've done this a year ago. Yeah. But it's just a time thing. And sometimes I'm, I'm a strong believer in the universe aligning for you sometimes as well. And sometimes it's really aligned and sometimes it ain't. So you have to always have faith that regardless of where the globe's spinning, I'm still, do you know what I mean? I'm still who I am and I'm still as good as, as I believe I am. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, so... Going all the way back, you came up at a time, and again, I want to talk because, again, I, I genuinely think that a really important point of this album is that it's your fifth album. Yeah. Because, again, particularly in a culture that isn't necessarily known f for albums, I feel that's a big deal. But so I kind of want to look at Grime th then versus Grime now and stuff like this. But at the first stop on that conversation, I guess, is. Those early days, it was it was mixtape mm -hmm. era. It was it, it it wasn't even necessarily singles with any ex or, or grime hadn't really been told that chart success was an option yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It was 100%. it was for you by you type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So, how was that in the in the mixtape era for you? Because it felt like the motivation and pressure there is to impress. It's your, to just be your good. peers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just, Outdo your peers. So. Yeah, it's to just be good. And the measure of success was on how talented you was. Yeah. So there's no measure, there's no number, number, like, like measure of success. It's yeah. just, he's good, he's crap. Yeah. That's it. That that was it. Like, And that meant that you was the A star and he was the U. Like, and that was it. That was that was how you, you defined what was what. And then, you know, when it got to a point where, like, you know, the nightclubs and, and PAs and bookings, then you could kind of measure and gauge who the people liked. So you'd go and do a show and you'd say, oh gosh, I didn't know, like they really like your song. So then that became the measure of success. Yeah. And I just think the goalpost is constantly moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's constantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's constantly moving, but the ones that know how to shoot will always score. Yeah. Yeah. And was it important at that point in particular, in the early days, to have good people around you? Like, at that point, I love the the variation in the kind of of you gets bashy, mm -hmm. Devlin. Like like there's everyone there is a star player, but they're all completely different. Yeah. It's not you've not got Ronaldo and Messi in the same team yeah. trying to do the same thing. You've got this 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 crew of of, of players who've got their own own strengths so how important was that to be surrounded by people that inspire you but i guess maybe you don't need to feel competitive against because yeah, they're, they're with different you. they've got their own strengths yeah yeah and they're with you is it do you know what it's funny though but even though 
we wasn't competing, we was competing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was like where the measure of success is just the talent. So that the that means it's about having the best verse on the song. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's funny because me and Getz, we always laugh when we think back, yeah, and we say like our songs had great verses. Yeah. And then we'd have like a mini verse in the hook. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so technically the songs weren't the best songs no. that we were making, but the verses were sick because we're trying to kill each other. Yeah. And then the hook, we just gave it a little bit of space. So we always laugh about that and think like we listen to our, some of our old choruses and we're like, that's not a chorus. That's yeah. just a breather. <laughs> like our choruses were still mad wordy. And it's just, it's just, it's always funny. We always laugh about that. Yeah. I, I used to work with a guy at, Dad Lassac, and he used to sit me down and go, "Look, you're not writing hooks. Yeah. You're just writing. You're just putting your your favorite two lines and repeating them. Yeah, yeah. and that's your hook. It's like the reality is for most pop songwriters or whatever, mm-hmm. the key is the hook. Yeah, the, the hook's the main part. But the big moment for lyricists, you're like, no, no, I've got these verses. Yeah. I need I need something to s- separate them. Yeah, it's not important. It's, it's not, not the main no, thing. It wasn't. But... It wasn't. And then it's only when because <laughs> then there's no shows. So then you start performing, and now you're realizing they can't actually sing along with nothing you're saying. No, nah. do you get what I'm saying? And then we used to, like you'd be in a rave, and someone will come in and be like, "Yes, that's me. Ooh, yes, that's me." And everyone's going mad because they can sing along to it, but they can't sing along to yours. And yeah. it used to. At four stage, it used to proper make me feel like proper inadequate. I was like, rah, like, I'm actually here spitting my heart out. And, and then I had to step back and I'm like, why is that? And yeah. then I realised in the nightclub, I'm playing in the wrong arena. I'm on the wrong field here. Yeah. Because I need people that want to come along on a journey. And then not, it's not, not every song is necessarily about a sing-along. It's about, it's the journey of the record, you know what yeah. I mean? And then, yeah. so you're not always going to get that souped up reactions I just had to I had to change what field I was playing on was that an important lesson and realisation though as well that at times you need to find a balance between who you're writing for because mm. I think early on every MC writes for themselves yeah you're writing for you but but there has to be a bit of consideration for that audience and that crowd who want to sing along who want to enjoy it who want to take part and maybe don't want to just watch you stand there and go, look at how dope and his verses and then move on. Was that something that kind of, a realisation that kind of happened there or? Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. And it depends what you want and what you're happy with. Like I've always wanted more. I'm always happy and comfortable where I am, but I've always wanted more. And I was like, okay, to get to the next plateau, yeah, need to inject choruses. Yeah. Like it's important. Like it's really important to inject choruses because sometimes you end up on a stage performing to people that aren't just your fans. Yeah. You know, like you're on a lineup, say you're on One Extra Live, and there's, yeah. that's not particularly just your fan base. That's They've come to see Chip, they've come to see Kano, they've come to see Devlin, they've come to see Bachi, they've come to see all these different people, and you've got 20 minutes. Yeah. And they don't necessarily know all your songs, so you have to be able to rope them in on that day as well so they come on your journey. And it's always, always about trying to build yeah yeah completely i mean that's there's there's some interesting time in here as well because when the kind of the mixtape or or when you you were stepping out of the mixtape here i was going to say when it was ending but it's more when you were moving on to kind of album time Mm -hmm. as such it was at the point when 
um, Example was was changing his style a yeah, lot. Like yeah. I used to work with Example back in the day when he was doing more t- tongue in cheek yeah, kind, like of, kind of some comedy yeah, hip hop yeah, yeah, type yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But he got with Ministry and he wanted to go down the more kind of dancey and chorus led stuff, and it blew up huge. Yeah. And at that point, you were getting to do arena tours mm-hmm. with, uh, with him yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it was at the era that some a young kid called Ed Sheeran was coming out on the yeah, road a yeah, lot yeah. as well so was that a big changing point for you because 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 when um a black and white came out um it it, it saw that change it wasn't yeah. just an MC's record anymore it was it was about finding those points of pop sensibility and, cr- and crossover yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. Pleasing a crowd that maybe isn't a your a your own. I yeah. imagine that was a huge learning curve, going out in front of arenas and going right. I need to to have stuff to get these guys involved. A, a thousand percent, man. Example taught me so much, man. Yes, yeah. so much, so much. Like touring with him, working with him, just like it was like it was proper. We know it was early days for him. He had still been in for a long time and done loads of support, so he was very seasoned. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and even there's genius. There's genius in understanding when it's time to manoeuvre. Yeah. And I say that because had Example had stuck with his style, with what he, he started out doing initially, he might not, do you know what I mean? He might not have got to the point where he did. 100%. His, his, yeah. his an, an initial style, because I remember that era, he'd kind of stopped. Yeah. He'd, he'd done some stand-up for a bit and was looking at, at different things he wanted to do. And yeah. then he found that, that switch. That in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and it worked. And it, it, it it took him to to levels he wouldn't have got to doing it Dude, the way he used to do it. He used it. to do it a thousand percent, man. And it just, like, for me, it was just stepping into that realm. It was like, okay, cool. How can I be the man of the match in here? Yeah. Like, how can I speak to 22,000 people? Yeah. And and make them sing back. And it's just, I, I, I'm someone as a writer, I always rise to a challenge, man. I yeah. love it. Like, and it was just, for me... It was like, okay, cool. You have to understand how to widen it. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have to widen it. Like, at the moment, you've got a good thing, but you can, you can expand on that, and it can yeah. become a great thing. So it was just, it was, it was, it was a good time, and it was, it was a learning curve. It was fun, and and yeah, it was, it was a, definitely a strong part of my my catalogue, my history, and who I am. I definitely think the right support slots can be the making of, of, of an artist. Cause it, it does, it pressures you. It's not just preaching to the converted. It's not kind of you're in, in your own ends with your boys. So mm-hmm. it's all going to, there's a safety net there. You are kind of thrown out and sink or swim, man. It's really like anyone can say, ah, oh, I just, I do what I do. If yeah. you do what you do and it's falling on its ass, you wouldn't keep doing what you're doing. What you'd, you do, you'd, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd adjust and you'd, you'd find a way to survive. So, so how was that um, kind of artistically to kind of go, right, what do I need to evolve to make this work? It was, uh, do you know, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun because it was like, it was just, it was just like, it's similar to the moment where what, what I was touching on earlier with me and Getz when we're listening to our old choruses and we're like, people can't sing along with this. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just that same thought process and it's just like, how do you simplify? Like, and I'm someone, I love big songs. I love, 
I've grown up listening to so much different things. Like my mum, like listening to like Lisa Stansfield and Phil yeah. Collins. And I'm like, I think like Gary Barlow was like mad prolific with the pen, um, like Coldplay. Like, so these records are like, they're the records that influence like six words and don't go. Yeah. And then there's the other style of music that I grew up listening to, which is reggae and bashment. And that's like Tractor and Tell Me. And, yeah, you know, there's yeah, always, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. just kind of molded and shaped everything I've liked growing up listening to as a child and almost made a collage of a perfect palette, like in my eyes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love that. Because again, it's also UK or, or grime and UK hip hop and things like that can get so focused on one sound and one area as well. And it will get kind of um, put in a straight jacket Mm -hmm. by the whole keep it real idea Mm -hmm. when the reality of the best music is you're taking influence from all over the place and you're going here and you're going there and having a variety of styles and sounds. And that that can be an exciting thing. But again, it takes a boldness because people will potentially say, oh, you're changing who you are or mm. what you do as if it's a negative thing yeah, yeah, when it should be a positive thing in my, in my outlook. But you, you can't, the thing is, cause I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's probably some kids or some people somewhere in the world that was like, man, I preferred Messi when he used to play five aside with us <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, he was, when he was seven. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, pre- yeah, I preferred yeah. Ronaldo. That was the real Messi. Yeah. The that real was proper Messi. Messi. Yeah, I preferred Ronaldo when we played seven aside on the Astro man. Yeah. Those were the days, man. That's when he kept it real. Yeah. Okay. You keep he it didn't real. have shin pads. Then. Yeah, What's yeah, he yeah, shin yeah, pads yeah, pads now. What's this okay. about? You keep it real doing seven aside <laughs> for thirty six for thirty five years and never be, get to become Ren- Cristiano Ronaldo that the world knows about. Yeah. You stay there with your six other teammates. What do you want to do? Yeah. What are you here for? So in terms of anyone's who anyone's opinion who is in that in that like you know in, in that shape or form is just. I, I don't think that's the type of opinion I need to take on board. Yeah, completely. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of person who probably, like, doesn't want to climb the ranks in whatever they do. Yeah. Maybe just happy just where they are. Yeah. And that's fine for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't reflect that on me because I want Jay-Z to respect me for rapping. Yeah. I want Chris Martin to respect me for writing. Like, I want different people to respect me and in, in order for me to achieve what i want to achieve i need to be me yeah yeah so so how was it in that era because that was was when you first started to have have chart success yeah. and again any genre that that has its roots in the underground there's always a backlash to success it's 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 bizarre it's a truly bizarre thing that yeah that 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 we and i mean that in all genres from punk rock to to rap, to all sorts of stuff like that. Anything that comes from an underground scene, mm. as soon as there's, we adore it. And then when they, this, this person that we adore and respect, when they have greater success, we pull it down yeah. and hate on it and shit on it. It's a, it's a bizarre world. So how was that at that point to have the excitement of success, but then also possibly some of the, the, the trepidation of, Oh, am I going to lose credibility here am I going to yeah, lose yeah, support yeah. here I think you know what I, I was quite fortunate you know because I think people that had listened to my CDs earlier realised that you know what he's actually made a don't go on every single mixtape and yeah. every single record before he made don't go 
So it wasn't, yeah. so to them, it wasn't a new thing. It wasn't a switch. It was yeah. just the one, there was just, oh gosh, that one it happens to be a number one. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? It's a number one record, but the other ones, nobody knows because it was just the early days. So they, like, they were kind of just like, we know what's in your locker. And it's just now you've opened it and everyone else can see. And then obviously people that may have heard only a freestyle are probably like, well, you should just rap hard. Like, so when I heard Don't Go, I was confused. And it's like, you didn't really see what I was capable of. You saw one thing that you yeah. liked. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, completely. For me, like, yeah, but fortunately, you know, a lot of people were kind of in the understanding that, nah, he makes songs. Like, he's actually always been the concept guy, the song guy. So Don't Go isn't a surprise to anyone that knows that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I keep, I, 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 I swear I'm banging on about this in every every interview I do at the moment, but yeah. I've got a theory that the whole second album syndrome the difficult second album it's for the audience rather than for the artist because exactly as you said there you've got to know one thing so the first album has has come out you've got to know this artist over over an hour but that's still a short amount of time so so there's loads more to wretch than than they've seen in that hour and then you show them that in album two, and they're so, like, "Well, that's not you." Yeah, it's like, yeah, it is. You just didn't know. Yeah, you you yeah, knew yeah, me yeah. for an hour. Oh, we hung out for an hour, <laughs> and then we meet again a year later, and you're like, "This isn't the the wretch I knew for that that one hour a year yeah, ago." Yeah. I like the way you phrased that. Do you know what I mean? Isn't it? Your hair's grown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's you like, sound yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, you sound different. You went. We've diff- hung out once. Yeah, you got a different jacket on today. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you, it, it's gonna come with everything, man. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna come with everything, and I think. You have to, you have to love that, man. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love that I, I'm going to surprise you. And I, it, some things you're going to like and some you're not. Yeah. But what I love about it is that I'm surprising myself because I didn't know that I could do that until yeah. I went in the studio and I tried a new sound and I tried to just sing or I tried to do this and it worked. And I was like, oh, that's wicked. So I'm going to put that out because it's a new, it's a, it's a new chapter of my book to myself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I love shit like that, man. I love it, and uh, so I don't know if it was planned. I like to think it's it's not because I'm I'm not sure if you're kind of the c- career mastermind kind of guy or the uh, let's just see where it all lands yeah. kind of guy. But it felt like perfect timing that you had this huge chart success, and then around that time you destroyed fire in the booth, and it yeah. kind of it, it's that it's that it covers both. You're going, yeah, yeah I can do this, but. Don't you dare forget that I've yeah, got this as well, coming. Well. Do you know what? Coming in, I always had an ethos, and I used to call it floor to ceiling. Right. And I'd always say, we need to make sure from the floor to the ceiling, everything's covered. Yeah. And kind of just sticking to that kind of helps, man, because it's like some people probably have only ever heard the fire in the booth. Yeah, yeah. Which is mad, but it is what it is. And um, you've got to kill it. And then there's some people that, only listen to the radio so they've only heard don't go or six words or yeah. whatever from me and you still gotta kill that and execute do you get what i'm saying like yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. gonna win everyone over not everybody cares about your overall thing some people just care about the glimpses they see yeah you know what i mean um you gotta yeah you gotta accept that man and i just i don't know i just i just move with it man it's the best outlook because i think it's easy particularly in in this day and age to have success in one area mm. and, and, and rest on your laurels mm-hmm. do you know what i mean with you've you have a video blow up on youtube so well you need to be out there 
building a live following or you need to be in the studio doing more stuff rather than yeah. going, here's my one thing. Yeah. And I think that's perfect of going, look, well, we've got uh, this radio success, but, you know, we need to be covering, yeah, a floor to a ceiling, all yeah. things there. So uh, just quickly on the fire in the booth thing, how kind of important an era was that? Because that was mad that, that, that this one show kind of became s- such an important yeah, yeah. thing f- for the scene. I can't remember anything else in recent history that, that had had such an importance. And it's weird b- 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 because I was thinking about it today and I was thinking it's mad that that was a radio show, but it wasn't the radio show that blew up. It was them no, going was, on YouTube. Yeah, it, it was, was the online. YouTube videos yeah, yeah, that made yeah. it different. And so that, That's the irony of it. Yeah. It's mad. It's like a live freestyle, but watched online and then enjoyed, you know, um, um, on on onwards and on onwards online on YouTube mm. and whatnot. I think um, I think Fire in the Booth was a it's an important platform, man, because it's it enables the artists to go back to basics. Yeah, and when you go back to basics, there's nothing to hide behind. There's no auto tune in there. There's none of this silky stuff. It's just he's gonna press play, and now you're gonna have to do something that impresses people. Yeah, go. And um, it's mad that it was almost like a rebirth for me. Yeah. And it was like, it was at a point where, you know, I'd, I'd thought to myself, okay, cool. Now it's time to kind of remold and reshape and, and do something different. So that was at the time where I started working with um, a kid from my area called Avelino. And I just had the idea for us to do a joint mixtape. He's a lot younger than me. We call it Young Fire, Old Flame. And it was just, it was just an idea and it was just a theme. And it was like, look, we're going to go and do a fire in the booth together let's just tear that up and then get into the project. So it was like that whole period of time for me, I knew something new and something was going to come and I didn't know whether it's from the project or whether it's from the fire in the booth or just the energy. But I think the universe really aligned for that, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, you talked about new things there and one of the other things is going to seem like a weird thing to focus on, but... I had Kano on the other week and, and I spoke about it with him as well. You, yeah. There was a period around this time or just after this time that you were doing some quite cool like adverts and advertising yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 modeling yeah. type things and shit like that. And it sounds like on, on, on one level you could go, well, you know, it's a good way to earn money. But I think it goes deeper than that. And the thing I was saying to Kano is I think it's important to do stuff like that because it shows particularly young people black men that there's multiple ways yeah out of the ends as, yeah. as such yeah, yeah, rather yeah, yeah, than yeah. the traditional f- football or rapping yeah the, other, that's yeah. your two options or 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 on the road can you know so to do things like modeling and adverts and stuff like that as throwaway as it sounds i think it's important to have it those is, things man. go look here's what we can be it is it's, and it's bigger and it's bigger and we have to show that we are you know we are looked at and we are worth we are worth the coin or we can like when, you know, in 2012, when I done the, the campaign for the Olympics. Yeah. That's not something that I'd ever thought would have happened. Yeah. 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 To yeah. get like, forget having a number one record and doing a tour. Forget that. Like doing, being a part of, you know, the Olympic syrup. Like, do you know, do you get what yeah, I'm saying? Like, it's and mad. when, you know, when being asked to do that, I was just like, is this where music can take me? So if I'm at that point where I'm having success and I'm still overwhelmed and shocked by that, how does a 16-year-old feel seeing that? Yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Who's just in his room writing his raps, thinking, oh, cool, sick. Gets his on, Kano's on, Rich is on. 
everybody's on, cool, I can rap, I can succeed doing this. And then you flick on your TV and you see the, the Adidas Olympic campaign and it's like, rah. So now you're like, so I can rap, get on, and I can, you know, become a success in other areas as well. And I think it's always important to show that. It adds, it shows so much value, man. And it gives so much hope, man. I, I completely agree. Because, again, there's there's a blessing there that you had that figure of of, of your dad to be the inspiration mm. to go, you can do this, there's options. But a lot of young men and women don't have that don't figure. Have that, so it's yeah. important to have those figures in the media. in And again, at that point, the Olympics was everywhere. And that yeah. Adidas Olympic campaign and that, that was, it was all the over the place. Like it David was, Beckham in it and yeah. everyone in it. It was just like, whoa. And I, I even remember. And, s- and they made it in a real credible, cool looking yeah, way. It wait. didn't feel like some over-polished. Glossy. No, 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 no. And um, I remember even seeing Kano in the Mercedes advert. Yeah. The Mercedes Benz one. And I was, even myself, I was like, whoa. That's mad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's me. So I'm just it like, what I always take from that is how does the the 14 year old feel seeing that? Like, yeah. And that I take a lot of like, you know, pride and inspiration in that. That they're yeah. being inspired. Yeah, I, I love it. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of com- comparisons with Kano right now, as you're both kind of veterans of a scene and respected for your content, but it's a scene that's that's blowing up and has elements of, of, cr- of crossover into pop, but you're both kind of doubling down on the content and quality yeah. rather than just going for the kind of the quick hit kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of route. Both of you, because gr- 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 grime is the biggest it's ever been, like commercially massive, right now. Massive, it's crazy. Yeah. And you're both names that were, you know, responsible for getting it to where it is 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 today. So the fact that you're both going right, we're back with new records, but we're not going to make it easy mm. like, on ourselves. We're going to go for content and we're going to tell stories and we're going to go deep rather than yeah. just go, right, well, what could be a quick pop hit or a quick yeah, yeah. A flash in the pan moment? You, you, when you're a seasoned vet, man, and you're at this point, we are still supposed to be the leaders. There are the leaders of the new school, of course. Of course. But in general... We've been around long enough to know what what we represent and what we stand for. And I think when you're a senior, you've got to sound like it, you've got to move like it, you've got to act like it. And I think that's the right thing to do at this point. We should have a lot to say. Yeah. Like a 60, I always go back to a 16-year-old, but a 16-year-old should be picking up my album and hearing something like, oh, like Jay-Z used to tell me so much things. I've never, like, I've never met the guy. Yeah. This guy's, show you how to move in a room full of vultures, industry shady, it needs to be taken off. Okay, cool. Like it's, these are like, these are almost like some sort of scriptures in a Bible that they're supposed, we're supposed to be leaving behind. So when you listen to that album, you're supposed to hear something like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, you can get a mortgage or, oh, you can get this or, oh, it's cool to be a mummy's boy or like, they're supposed to be learning new information, strong information. Yeah. I love that. And, and again, it's exciting to realise that Grime is now at an age that you can have that variation within grime itself. Like, mm. like you saying there, you've you learned that from from Jay Z. Yeah. So the fact that you can be the Jay Z, and you, you know, you and K, you know, and these 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 veterans can be the ones who are going. No, you don't need to go to um, um, American yeah. hip hop or the history of hip hop. It can all be here. It can it's all it. be in in our history. And the, the 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 diversity of this scene, yeah, 
and that's an exciting thing, right? And kind of a big responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And and, and you're it's, it's it's something that like you know initially you, you you have a talent and your talent takes you to somewhere and then now you're more responsible than you've ever been. Yeah. Like you, you, the, the most responsibility I probably had as a kid was not losing my door keys. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then, but this is this is life though. This is this is what happens in life. Like at sixteen, I came home, my bags were on the door. I no longer had a door key to the house. That was where I had to be responsible for myself. Right. I was able to do it, and I feel like whatever ship I'm on, we're like we're not going to sink. We're not going down. Like, and even if we do, we we're prepared. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I think it's it, yeah, it's it's something it's something that you got to be cool with, man. And you got to understand what your what you want your legacy to represent. Yeah, that's that's the main thing for me at this point. And 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 legacy is a a key point here because the fact that this is is your your, your fifth album yeah. is no small th- thing. I touched upon it earlier, but in the music industry in general, it's got a habit of chewing people up and spitting, spitting them out. Them but up. even more so. Two. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. album two, exactly. Yeah. Even more so MCs mm-hmm. and Grime, where it can be single-based or even just moment-based. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That that one thing has popped off and that's it. You're there yeah, for that yeah. moment and then you're gone. So how important is it to be five albums deep and to be a, a representing the fact that this can be a career? This can it, It's not about that quick In and thing. Out. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's so funny that you say moments because sometimes like you have to you have to understand that this is going to be the longest roller coaster you've ever been on yeah once you sign up to be an artist and you've sat down you've strapped yourself in to the maddest roller coaster ever yeah and it's going to start off straight and then it might go down first but the key is yeah to understand there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows but you always have to remain you at both times yeah that's the key yeah don't lose you and I, and I, and and I'm I'm saying that to say when you when you're saying moments sometimes some things are just in your slipstream. Do you know what I mean? You've put a record out. I don't know. Like yeah, you've put a record out, and somebody like Rihanna just so happened to be in England listening to it on the radio. She just so happens to post it on her Instagram. Yeah. Then it just so happens to travel and go viral because she was dancing to it. Then the song just so happens to start charting. Sometimes these are just moments where if you put the same song out the day after and all of that doesn't happen and the stars didn't align, doesn't mean the song's any more shit. Yeah. Just means that it maybe it wasn't aligned at this moment in time and you have to accept that. The problem is when you're thinking that everything is going to be number one, it's yeah. not. Get out of your head. Everything's not going to be number one. But you still have to feel like you're number one regardless of where the song charts yeah. or where the song goes. And that's the key. And that's how... That's how you still remain integral. Like, I feel like I'm going on a weird... T- I'm explaining it all weird, but... <laughs> what on. I mean is, Jay-Z always has to be Jay-Z. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I say that to say this. Jay-Z, had to, Jay-Z came out, there was Big L, there was all these different rappers. Then it got to a stage where Jay-Z was the guy. Then Nas became the guy. Then Ja Rule was the guy. But Jay-Z's still going all this time. He has to sit in his house and watch Ja Rule take over for that year. Or that two years. Knowing he can out-rap Ja Rule, he's, he's been here longer than Ja Rule, but he still has to remain Jay-Z while Ja Rule's on top. Yeah. Then Ja Rule declines. Then Nelly comes in. And Nelly's the guy. There's no question of a doubt Jay-Z's better than Nelly. 
but Nelly is the man right now and you're not selling what Nelly's selling. Do you try and make... Does Jay-Z come out and go, oh, I'm going down, down, baby. He can't. He has to be Jay-Z throughout that whole time. Yeah. Because what will happen is there'll be Nelly, there'll be Ja Rule, there'll be Jay Kwan, there'll be Mims. There'll be all these guys that are going to come in and be the guy for that time. But Jay-Z is going to outlast all of them by yeah. years, by catalogue, by sales. But the moment they're in and the light's on them, they're the winner. But he, he can't allow himself to feel like the loser because in the marathon, you're the winner. Yeah. So my, my point is you have to understand who you are and what you're trying to do and remain integral at all times because the stars ain't always going to align for you. Yeah. And you have to accept that your last album might have went to number one, your next album might go to number 20. But album six might go back to number one. Yeah. You can't help that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the key is to accept. Do you get what I'm saying? You never know what's going to happen during the week. Our last, the last, the, our last album we put out, where did we end up? Like number 12? George Michael. The same week George Michael dies. Right. Bam, all these albums come in. That would have been another top 10, but you can't, you get what I'm saying? If you yeah. come out the week before, you're cool. If you come out two weeks after, you're cool. But in that week, the stars aligned for something else. Doesn't mean the album was shit. I love that. It's, it's ex, ex, accepting, accepting the stuff that's out yeah. of your control. Yeah, it's not in your control. Yeah. Yeah, it's not in your and control. And again, and, and the fact that that doesn't make it any worse. But then equally, mm. is there also an argument for accepting that when the stars do all align, don't let that go to your head. That don't doesn't mean you're suddenly it. far better. Do you know what I mean? It's, then, it's yeah, like then you a lot was, of stuff yeah. happened. There yeah, was some yeah, cool yeah. shit that happened. As yeah. you say, Rihanna happened to be in London, happened to do this. It's like, that's not changed it. It's yeah. still... It was always good. Yeah. It's not got better, but it's also not got worse. But, but something else has happened. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, in 2011, the stars really aligned for me. Yeah. And I couldn't do anything wrong, even yeah. when I tried to. Like, <laughs> yeah. nothing would yeah. go wrong. Nothing. Everything that came out was this. Everything was this. Everything was this. And it was just going, it was going, it was going, it was going. Then it stopped aligning. Yeah. And I had to say, okay, this is interesting. But then I sat down and I thought to myself, why do you think this is interesting? Your first album didn't chart at all. So you've been below where you are now. Do you get yeah. what, do you yeah, get what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and, yeah. and all you wanted to do was get to this point and you did. So what do you have to do next? And then I start standing back and I'm looking at it like that and I'm like, all right, cool, I get it. I just have to be me the whole way. You yeah. know what I mean? And that is the win. Yeah. That's the win, yeah. It takes some confidence and, and maturity to get to that point though, right? Like Jay-Z could have panicked yeah stuck a plaster on his face yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah and tried yeah. to be this new this new guy but it takes that resolve to go nah i'm i'm i know who i am and i know mm -hmm. that what i'm doing is good yeah if it's clicking and if it's 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 hitting the right spots or not i know who i am and i know that that the quality is there that's it like that's and and, and that's the key because then we, we would have lost a great artist had he to try to Follow Nelly style. Yeah, he'd, he'd have been changed. Yeah, look how much times he would have transformed. He would have transformed into Nelly. He would have transformed into Ja Rule. Yeah. He would have transformed into DMX. He would have transformed into Mims. I, I don't want to see the Eminem version of Jay Z. Transformed into Eminem. Would have been messy. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to say there was so much. <laughs> transformed into Joe Budden. Like there was so much people that had massive moments where yeah. he could have stepped back, scratched his head, and thought, maybe I might need to try this. You know. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He, he didn't, and then the fact that you don't is testament to where he's now. It completely. So, do you feel kind of already having had chart success adds pressure or allows 
a greater creative freedom because you've already known that you can have these things that click or does it make you go oh again that watching that kind of well the last one was top 10 or the last one was this or the last one was that it's a good point you know for myself it maybe added pressure on people around me more than it added pressure on me right and when I say people around me I mean like record label or radio plugger or TV plugger because as a TV plugger and as a businessman how can my radio plugger explain to my label why the last song was on the A-list and this one's on the C-list. Yeah. Because as a business and as a job, you're failing because I can look at this on paper and we we had an A-list last time and now you've got a C-list. But as an artist, I'm just like, I'm just in the studio making what I'm making. Do you get what I'm saying? And yeah, then I suppose completely. an A&R at my label could now also feel pressure from the, high, the, 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 you know, the chairman or the president saying, well... Last time the album went to the XYZ, how come this time the album's gone to XYZ? And you're, and you're like, you got to have answers to that. So I feel like the business people felt more pressure than I did. Yeah. Because I was always just doing what I do anyway. I just go in the studio, I find a song that I'm in love with and I make it. Yeah. <laughs> do you get what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I put it out and then whatever happens, happens. But I, don't, I didn't really feel the pressure to be like, I need to da-da-da-da-da. Because it isn't about that. It's for me my job is done when the record is in the best shape it can be in. Yeah. And then what happens with it is out of my hands after that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's mad how the industry can blur mm. so much sh- shit. And I had this kind of thing where I'd had a, an album that had songs on the radio one kind of a list or B list or whatever. Yeah. But then the next album comes out and, and as you said, is it not on the A-list? Is it on the, the C-list? But what you've got to realise is it's not about that list. It's about being in the right place. Mm. And the example I'd give is if you've got a new s- song, from a, a label or industry point of view, the yeah. best place is Radio 1 A-list. Yeah. But from the reality is, is it better to have it on the Radio 1 A-list kind of getting played, people are hearing it a bit, or it drops on one extra and everyone absolutely loses their shit yeah yeah that's the better place right yes, that actually yes, having yes, yes. playing to the right people who are going to be excited about it it might be less and but they're the right people and they're your yeah, market yeah, and yeah, i yeah. had that with like again we were getting this this daytime play but my rap was fucking left field as anything it's not yeah, meant yeah. to be on radio one it's daytime not, it's not the one. it then got played on zane lowe's show late night going mad. and people go nuts it's like yeah. that's what we need we don't need it every yeah. day on and, on and, yeah, on daytime so, with so, the lunchtime yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry to cut you. And you know what? Yeah, like that exactly what you're saying there was something that I've had to explain. Yeah. And I say that, I mean, like, not everything has to serve the same purpose. Completely. That's perfectly perfect. So I used to hate the word single yeah. because the word single comes with expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, let's say for argument's sake, the album's finished and we're just going to put out one of the records which we know this isn't a number one record, it's just a cool tune. People are going to be like, oh yeah, he's coming back. It's just more of an excitement thing. But then you call it a single. Yeah. And then you take it to Radio 1 and you want the same thing that you want from the the radio record. And it's like, it's not the radio record. So it's not <laughs> yeah. going to get that response. Yeah. So yeah, we're better yeah, yeah. off saying it's the first record from the album for the people to enjoy. And then you give it to the people and and not put it in the places where you need a reaction yeah like where the pluggers next on the line now 
Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Completely. And it's hard to it's hard for everyone to understand that all the time. Yeah. Everything's not for everything, man. I love that. And it's it's funny because the guy who set this interview up was my old radio plugger, Chris Lane. Oh, yeah, Chris He gets it. He knows yeah. that it's that kind of... I know Chris right, for years well, as well. Right, well, yeah. this is just a song that we're putting out and this is the one I'm going to take mm. to the, the playlist and this and that. And it's... But that's rare. Again, mm. as you said, in in general, it's all because they've got these simple algorithms of yes. what playlist is it on, or yeah. what this and what that. Although I agree that it's wrong, I understand how they get locked into that as yeah. as, as as labels, as industry types. It's like, well, it is the single though, right? It's like, no, it, again, no. I think you've worded that perfectly. If the word yeah. single is the problem. I've never identified it as that, the, but that's the problem. It's the word, bro. I'm telling yeah. you, bro. I'm telling you. Even like now with... My like my 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 material that's out there now. Like I'm like very. I was very the way I worded it when I put it out on Instagram. I said it's the first record taken from my forthcoming album. Yeah. It's just a song. Like, look on on just, my on my on my notes here. This is yeah. by pure chance, but I've written Mummy's Boy was the first thing people heard of the new record. Yeah, not I've single. not written single. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> if you, I don't know what like why the sing the single just came with an attachment yeah it just has an attachment now and it's like single okay let's see where he goes <laughs> yeah like then you everyone needs results and then that's just a like i don't know some added stuff that didn't need to exist yeah completely well let's i mean let's uh, talk about uh, a mummy's boy a little bit number yeah. one why was that your choice is kind of the first thing that people hear but number two kind of about the content of it about yeah. redefining that word we've talked about how important family has been to your creative career and your mm-hmm. support and motivation so yeah tell me a bit about that one for me mummy's boy had to go first because just like i touched on earlier like being a senior you kind of want to set president and it's like what message do you have it's a new album you've been away for two years what what's your narrative like what yeah why do we need to listen to your album so i think it's important to to start with a record where people are like, all right, cool, he's on this album, he's got a lot to say. And and it's like, I don't know, I don't know what the, what the, how I would describe it. Like, I wouldn't even say safety, but it's just like, okay, he's got us. It's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's cool, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. definitely got us. And then in terms of the content, it's just, growing up in that Caribbean household, man, like, this was a mockery. Like, they used to call me girly. <laughs> Girl, I, one of my mum's friends used to be like, girly boy, girly boy. That's all he ever used to say. He's like, you're always standing by your mum. you always da 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 Like, it was, it was such a negative thing that it made me feel like, even as a child, like, bro, should I, like, start moving funny towards my mum now? Should I not love her as much as I do? And, you know, like as a kid, it's like them little things really play on you. Like you remember how how something makes you feel. So I'm like, well, if I stand out and look in, I'm like, the kid was the mummy's boy. Then he, the narrative flips and he's now the head of the family. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. then now the head of the family has a daughter and she's a daddy's girl. So it's like, I just, I, I just really liked like how things have flipped around. Yeah. And I just thought if I could kind of articulate that in a record, it's quite an interesting, it's got quite an interesting spin on things for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. How's, I mean, we've talked about both your parents here. Yeah. How has being a parent been within such a, a unique industry of, mm. of the music industry of, of touring, of, of recording, of being an artist? Has that been, 
a grounding force to keep you focused yeah. and keep you driven. Yeah, no, it definitely has, man. It definitely has. And and you know what? Like probably like the hardest thing at times. Yeah. Because me and their mother ain't together, so it's like the time split. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. my time is divided <laughs> with well, a significant amount of my time is divided with this and then you've got a you've got a prioritize and you've got a you've got to be in so many different places at once. Yeah. Where it's easier if you live with your children, it's easier to just come home and I'll see you just before bed or I'll see you in the morning. Of course. When of you course. don't have that luxury, it's like I've got to do, I'm doing like a 40 minute drive to do the school run every morning. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have the luxury of just seeing you in the morning. I've got to do, yeah. I've got to do that, but you've got to do what you've got to do. Yeah. But it's just, it, it's very, it's very hard, man, because everybody needs time. Yeah. Everybody needs time. And then you understand that what you're creating and the work that you do enables your children to be in a certain position in life, the position that you wasn't in and that's what you want. But then in trying to give that, you're sacrificing your hours. So it's like sometimes you find, you know, you're trying to add up what's more important, like yeah. the food on the table being at the table like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, 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 and it's yeah. equally important and it's harder because you don't live there it's like it's quite a big tug of war man yeah paying for the food or serving the food yeah 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 or, or, or paying for the food or being there balance. to eat the food yeah, yeah or serving yeah. yeah even serving the food yeah 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 yeah. so I mean do you think it's influenced you artistically though because I was, I was thinking I was trying to think of what I would of words I would associate with your career and your style and it might I sound odd, but class and maturity mm-hmm. were two things that I always kind of felt you're synonymous with. You're not yeah. just that I'm here to, to to jump on the track and be outlandish. Yeah. It's always like I'm here to add something. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 here to say something. If I'm releasing something, it's because I've got something to say. Do you think that's that's been influenced by knowing that you've got someone looking up to you? You've yeah. got a young and that, that that you need to be. Representing in some way, yeah, because they're gonna listen, man. Yeah, yeah, completely. They're gonna, they listen, man. My son's thirteen now, and my daughter's eight. Yeah, like they're they're listening, man. Like he's zoned, he's logged in, he's logged in, and it definitely it gives your outlook a touch of maturity. Yeah, because you're like, what would I be comfortable with my children hearing? Yeah, what would other people be comfortable with their children hearing? Yeah, so you kind of have that aspect, even though my content has to be my content, and yeah, I have to, of course. you know, what I mean, above all, and that's what, the balance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, what I want to of... say has to be what I want to say, but just understanding that, like, I, I will always veer away from diss tracks and all that type of yeah. shit because it's like my son's gonna be in school, secondary school, and it's gonna be like, oh, these guys are this about your dad, or do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, I try yeah, and just yeah. be a be a proper positive, you know, role model in every sense of the word. I love the the highlighting the reality of that kind of thing because mm. I had a, a, a when Don't Flop was blowing up and they had this whole era where they wanted poets against MCs mm-hmm. and there was a guy I knew who was a spoken word artist and he'd been asked to do it and I was talking to him about it and I was like are you going to do it he's like I'm not I was like oh why he's like because I've just got married and just had my honeymoon yeah. and I don't want that to be up for grabs yeah, like I don't. I, I don't want my my real life. This beautiful yeah, thing yeah, that's just yeah, happened yeah, 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 yeah. to become a punchline. A punchline, yeah. Which it will do. And I was like, that's fucking great because you forget the reality of these things of yeah. diss tracks and of battles. It's like you get caught up in the 
the dueling, but it's like you're opening yourself up to, to some, all that. And what's more important? Yeah. Exactly. Like, do I care that someone, do I care that someone's going to be like, oh, you had a clash with da, 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 and you won? Not really, no. Nah. Do I care if someone says, I think your album was amazing? Yes. So focus yeah. on what you care about and pay no mind to what you don't care about. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I'll start to wrap things up now as we're yeah. getting towards at the hour mark. But can we talk a little bit about the writing of this record? Yeah. Because it, it didn't all take place in, in, in Tottenham, right? You were yeah. You were... In all other over. locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All over, man. We ended up in LA for, we've done about three weeks, just, yeah, just under four weeks in LA. How hard is it to kind of keep your, your, your sound and your roots when you're in such a different place? I think it's who you're working with. Musically, I'm married to my producers. Like yeah. these two guys that make the majority of my records, we are, that's a musical marriage. Yeah. So they, they moved and they now live in LA. Yeah. So I go to when I go to LA, I work with them. So it's just, that's just like being here. Other than the Uber Eats orders, there's a different menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. And yeah. I'm and I'm very much like that. Like I need my cup of tea to start with yeah. in the studio, and then we have a conversation, and then we get to work. The cups of tea ain't easy out there, man. That's gonna, uh, that's gonna yeah, be a different yeah, game. Yeah, no, it to was, be honest, it was, right? it was different. It was, but <laughs> where they're from here, they will have. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they yeah, get yeah. they get what we have. So or close to it anyway. So yeah, that that wasn't it wasn't really difficult, you know. I done a lot of done a lot of sessions for this album, man. A lot, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and had a lot of songs to pick through. Yeah. So 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 how was it when you kind of get to that finish point of here's here's the record, here's what it's going to be? Is there a sense of excitement and achievement that you've kind of you've you've whittled it down to here's 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 what we want to give the world? Yeah. It's like it's almost never finished till it's finished. Yeah. But then it's still never finished. So you kind of just get close to the end and then you're like, all right, cool. I'm I'm cool with that being that. So let that go. And then you start on the next one. It was just, it's, and it's always an interesting process because there's, you've got, a, you've got a team of people that you trust. You trust their ears, you trust their opinions, you trust their ideas. And, and, and it's just, everyone has different, has, has, has attachments to different records. Yeah which lets you know that you've done something right because there's there's different songs that people like and it's just knowing how to put the right 12 together. Yeah. You know, that's what's the most important thing for me. What 12 fit hand in glove. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, that it's about what works as a record rather than individuals. Again, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of football analogies here, but yeah, yeah. it's a prime <laughs> example, right? You can't have a team of, 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 of Messi's. You can't. You know, you need a team that uh, the reason Leicester unexpectedly mm. against all odds w- won the Premiership because they were a fucking team, team. man. They yeah, had yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the sum of their parts was greater than the, the, the than the individual value. Yeah, so, because yeah. in hindsight, a team of Messi and Ronaldo's that should that you know that should get you everything. Yeah. But in reality, yeah, you know. Maybe Messi needs to feel like Messi on the team. Yeah, yeah, completely. To make the team work better. Maybe Ronaldo needs to feel like Ronaldo. Like, we don't know what components and what elements make them the best version of them. So, yeah, just, so, so going back to the record, it's just like sometimes there's a song that I really like doesn't fit with everything else. Yeah. And I'm trying to find a place for it to fit and it just stands out. And I'm like, it stands out too much. And I don't want... Sometimes I don't want a record to stand out. I want every. Sometimes I want everything to feel like one, you know, one long drive. 
Do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah, it to yeah. feel like a start and stop and petrol station journey. I just, I don't know. So yeah, you just it take it takes time to get it right. But you have to step away from it all at points to kind of let stuff s- s- settle. Because again, I think if you're so deep in it, mm. it can be hard to see what what or what your connections are to each track. Is it because yeah. it's this perfect track that needs to be on there, or is it? that it's just, you know, it meant a lot at that moment. Yeah. Does it fit or are you trying to crowbar it and force it to and fit? And force it on. There'll be, there'll be different reasons why I, I'm wrestling with a song. Yeah. Sometimes it's the way it feels and sometimes it's what's said. So sometimes I'm like, this whole album you haven't spoken about, let's just say it's a divorce. I'm yeah. going through a divorce. I'm like, this whole album you haven't spoken about a divorce and on this particular song you did. It's like... It, Content needs to be on the album, and then it's like, okay, but the actual music around it doesn't fit the rest of the song. So then, yeah. then I'll try and make another another record that feels like it fits with everything else, but touches the same topic. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's how that. you that's how you can compromise with yourself almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and to wrap things up now, mm-hmm. upon reflection, it, it feels like a perfect name for a. F- a, mm-hmm. a, a fifth album but then also from what I'm hearing of, of the, the battle it must have been yeah. to select the tracks is that where that kind of <laughs> came from it's like you needed t- to reflect upon everything to go here's here's what it is here's what it is here's it's what just, works yeah it's just being being reflective man like yeah. I'm always I've realised that I'm mad like I'm always reflecting like I'm always sitting down thinking oh, how could I how could I have done better or how could I what could I have done there not like in a negative way but yeah. just in a way where I'm like okay so next time I'm going to make sure you know I do this like that and I'm always you know thinking about I'm just always, I'm constantly like constantly reflecting man and I think it just the title for me just fit yeah yeah it fit I mean that would be the perfect place to end because we've talked about the record we've talked about artistic yeah. values and approaches we've talked about career but uh, what happened with this Airbnb thing, man? <laughs> I, I, I saw this blonde. Let's kind of end on that. What was this? A long story short. What was going on? It was my birthday. And um, me being last minute, I was like, let's see, what can we get? Get a little little big house where a few people can come, have a drink, chill out. Nothing too major. So I let my sister book it. Um, she speaks to the guy. And for some reason, she came off the phone and she was like, it felt like he wanted to ask me what colour am I? And I was oh, like, wow. is it? That's like, a weird thing to say, but cool. Um, so then he rings he rings back and he kind of says to her, like, what what are you lot planning on doing in the house? And she's just like, oh, no, just like a little, you know, small gathering. We just kind of need some space, like a bit more space than we have in our house. So he's like, oh, okay, well, basically I have a different house that I think I should give to you because the one that you're trying to book and ne- like somebody had a book in there and the neighbor had an issue with the with colored people. Oh wow. That's what he said to her and then she was like, "God damn." Whoa. But cuz it's my birthday, she don't want to tell me, so she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Okay, is the other house the same size or whatever? And he's like, "Yeah, it's it's cool, it's the same size." And she's like, "All right, cool." She takes it. Um everything's cool, everything's paid for. We're on the way up there and we're like 15 minutes from the place 
And then she gets an email and it says something like, we're sorry you cancelled your booking. So she's like, huh? We haven't cancelled. Yeah. So she's trying to get through. She's rang up Airbnb and they're like, yeah, your booking's been cancelled. And she's like, we haven't cancelled it. We're like five minutes from the place. And then they're like, oh, maybe the the host cancelled it. So she's rang the host and the host is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, take it up with Airbnb. It's cancelled. Yeah, we've cancelled it. So yeah, yeah, just take it up with Airbnb and he hangs up the phone. I'm like, that's weird. What's, yeah. what's going on? She kept ringing, kept ringing. But because we're on the way there, we've got there. Yeah. So he's not answering the phone no more, but he's got a neighbour that's outside the house. And um, <laughs> so the neighbour's like, oh, you guys come to, to that house. Oh, let me ring him now. So because the neighbour's rang him, he's answered the phone. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of like, what, what happened there? And he's like, look, it's cancelled. There'll be no refund. Like, I just have a feeling. He said something about a feeling. I just have a feeling, something, something, something. And it was just like, mate. And then it was like, why did you... All right, seeing as we're talking about feelings, why did you mention something about coloured folk the other day when you when you spoke to her? He was like, oh, this ain't about race. It's not nothing to do with that. Um, um, but just take everything up with Airbnb and just hang out the phone. So I was just like, okay, the book is cancelled, but you think you're not giving me back my money. Yeah. That was the main issue. Like, cool, whatever. You're, you're in the right, it's your place. So yeah, so that's why I put the tweet out. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, they don't want nothing like that to go viral. So they were kind of like, look, we need to sort this out. And they gave the money back. Yeah. Yeah. That was the long and short of it. I was as confused as you are right now. Yeah. It made no sense. No sense. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's that's outrageous. Again, it's that weird thing of this time that we're in where so much um, power to earn revenue in that is, Mm. is in the hands of individuals. And that's a great thing. But also... The advantage of it being in the hands of big companies is they can't be pieces of shit about. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, um, if the Hilton turns someone oh, down on mate. on the basis of race, they're yeah. going to be in a fucking mess. Problems. Whereas, if some rich a white man who's renting his house out on Airbnb, yeah. he can turn around and go, "Oh, I don't really. I'm not sure about these people." Yeah, yeah. Then it's not the same drama, right? It's yeah. a weird, <laughs> a weird situation. That's mad, though. Yeah, yeah. It was so. It was so weird. He said, "Yeah, get the other house because the the neighbour has an issue with the coloured people or the coloured folk." Yeah, I think exactly the word was. I was just like, "That's a very interesting phrase." Yeah, but um, well, I needed to ask about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, no, no, no. It was. No, it was, it was, it was, it was <laughs> I was like, "What the hell's going on here, man? This is some weirdness." Well, thank you very much for your time. And and what's ahead? Are you going to be touring the record? Yeah, what's yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to work out. We're going to work out um, touring times. Work out show times. Obviously, my book. Rapphology, it will be out in November Wicked. as well. Yeah, um, yeah, really excited about that. And just yeah, man, just yeah, uh, just more stuff. Uh, tell me a little bit about the book briefly before we. Um, I don't know. I just kind of had a idea, like to kind of make my own version of an anthology, which was something that I used in school, which is just a collection of poems. And I've kind of thought, how could I mix like an autobiography with an anthology? And yeah. I kind of emerged the two and made something that's autobiographical but also breaks a, a very good insight to breaking down my lyrics and how my mind works so for a creative it's a great read for someone who's just interested in my life it's a great read Love and you just combine the two man yeah it's perfect well th- thank you very much f- for your time it's pleasure, been a pleasure nice all one. mine
You've been listening to Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was episode 296 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Wretch32. I loved uh, talking to Wretch. That bit where he said about, I was talking to him about having a pop hit, but then doing fire in the booth and, and, you know, covering all angles. And he just calmly summed it up going, you know, if you're, if you want to be a top f- f- footballer, you need to be able to score headers and volleys. You know, I was like, that's fucking perfect. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed t- 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 uh, uh, talking to Wretch. I think he's great. I I want to have more people. Like I, I, I've been saying for a long time, I think grime and UK hip hop is underrepresented on podcasts. So if L- Lady Leisha wants to come on, if Wiley wants to come on, if Dizzy wants to come on, if Stormzy wants to come on, if any of these boys get shout out to Getz, I've we've met a few times and I've I've been meaning to get him on for a minute. Um, and he's come up in conversation in in the Kano episode and in the Wretch episode. So yeah, I want more of these boys and girls on because they've got good stories to tell. Let's make that happen. L- let's make podcasts a little less white male. <laughs> you know uh, 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 that's a very common thing in podcasts there's a lot of podcasts that are essentially and uh, you know i'm speaking as a white male that are essentially w- r- r- rooms of white men talking about stuff let's m- m- mix that up with women and men of all different backgrounds i didn't have time because i did an extended intro about the the kill ben like screenings i don't have time to mention obviously patreon.com slash scroobius pip and speech development records is where you can buy all your your winter goods and gear and stuff from my record label um christmas is coming you want to get them gifts in i tell you um right as i said there's going to be a bonus episode on monday with erwan and eugene my homies from kill ben like so um yeah check that out i'll see you on friday Did I just say Wednesday? I'm really confused. I'll see you on Friday. All right, I'm going to go. Bye.